Stop what you're doing. Stop. Stop right there. Okay. Let's go. You're now tuned into the hottest show on the planet. The Smith Express Show. Yo, 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 what's poppin', what's poppin', it's your boy Smith, we're here live on the Smith Express Show, it's late, but hey, this next guest, I swear to God, in his own right, definitely a living legend, you know what I'm saying, his rep sheet is too long to even mention, but I'm gonna let big partner speak for himself, my big homie RX was cracking, my dude. Yo, cousin. Hey, Chris, I appreciate you, bro. Gratitude for having me on the show. It's your boy, Ars, the rapper, the Bay Area's finest, man. We here. Oh, me. Hey, hey, I, su- hey I salute you, bro. Shout out to the whole Bay Area, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You um, know what I'm saying? Hey, it ain't nothing but love for Chicago. You know, it's always been love. Oh, me. Hey, so look, you growing up in the Bay... How was it? You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, the Bay had their moments so many times, bro. So many legends and icons come from the Bay. Like, you ever, like, rush shoulders against uh, any of them? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ever got anything yeah. popping? Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, came across Keith the Sneak, a lot of cats early on when I was, like, 17. So I really started performing around 17. I, was, I mean, I was rapping and shit. I, I, I cursed on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have your business. Yeah. Talk yeah, so I was rapping and all that, and, and uh, you know, I was about 17 when I really started getting in the clubs. Like, you know, so I bumped shoulders with Keith, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Clyde Carson, you know, just all, all them cats that was kind of that era. I saw that was back in what, you know? Like the old 2000, file. 2008, 2009, you know, that shift, that shift uh, from real hip-hop to, to corporation rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man, hey, I'm already knowing, I'm already knowing. So, like, how long you been doing the music thing yourself? Well, let's see, I started, I started actually freestyling and shit at like 11, 12 with the homie Strick. I was in a group with him back in the day, it's called Old Souls. That's where I kind of uh, really started my career at, uh, you know, in a duo group. Uh, we had went out to, uh, what was it, uh, Miami, like Dade County, uh, kind of my kid, uh, Kendall. I don't know if you know that side, but it's like way south. So we did our first video out there. Uh, that was my first official release, uh, and then, um, yeah, man, it just went on from there. I wound up signing with Rick. Um, you know, we went and did the, the joint on the, um, I mean, I'm mean, I mean, I mean, a uh, documentary. It's called Cracking the System from Netflix, and I, I got the second cut on there. It's uh, me and Crooked Eye, uh, Recognize, and Homie Adamant, and that's, uh, yeah, on Cracking the System, so. Yeah, it's been on a grind ever since. You know, I took two years off uh, just because I was really on some like fuck the rap game type shit for a little while. But you know, it's my calling, so I'm back. I'm here. You know, I'm stronger than ever. So, hey, I'm I'm already knowing your energy is dope. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know what I'm saying? That that's love, bro. Hey, so, so you know what I'm saying? You go by the name RX. Is there a meaning behind the name? You know, it's it, it really kind of, I, I had the dumbest little name when I was young. It was it was a little explicit, some stupid-ass name. And, and I I think I was about 18, and me and the homie Strick, we was like, man, we got to do something about this name. So I kind of was just formulating ideas. He was formulating ideas. And somehow RX came up, and we was like, all right, you know, this makes sense, because a lot of people called you X for short before that. Uh, and, you know, my, my real name is Ray. So uh, we kind of ma- matched those together and then kind of, Around this time, we was on, like, the real lyrical miracle. You know, I, I like to be versatile now and do all types of records, uh, you know, whether it's uh, assisting with other people's records or, or doing my own records. I, I like to switch it up and not, you know, be stuck to one sound. Um, 
That's okay. what's up. But yeah, so so basically, we formed that together with, with those like little acronyms right there, and um, it was like man, just the medicine to the hip hop industry because this is right around the time like again, I, I don't want to name no names because I ain't hating on nobody that got a check. Salute to everybody that has got a check, but when a lot of cats were not really rapping anymore, right? So we're 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 seeing it like oh man. We excited, we young kids, I'm 19, I'm fresh in the game, I'm coming up on the universal situation, I'm hyped up, you know, I'm feeling on top of the world, like, yo, we're gonna, we gonna take out all these weak-ass rappers that's coming in this shit, because that, motherfuckers is really getting booed off stage if you ain't had no bars, and, and the bar has been set so low now that it's just, you know, shit, motherfuckers gotta be off of bars to, to be listening to this shit, and, you know what I'm saying? And again... <laughs> It, 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 I ain't saying it's, it's a whole bunch of whack rappers because there's a million dope MCs and there's probably even some, some cats that's greater now, right? Because a lot of people have evolved. But I think on a, a status quo level with, with like the mass scale, it's just like the bar is set so low and then you got these real spitters out here that just not getting love. Right? I mean, like, for, for instance, in my, in my opinion, King Crook is, is one of the most underrated hip-hop artists I fucking have had the pleasure and honor of knowing and working with, but even if I didn't, you know, before I even worked with him, he was my favorite rapper. And this dude is the most vicious to me, like top top one, hey. no fucking doubt, no question. So true. true. This dude should have a billion views. He got to stand from M, but that's what I'm saying. You know, so for me, I just feel like. Uh, Indie artists should get a little more love. People that's really out here trying to do it for the culture and, and people that are, are putting their life and, and on the beat and being an open book about it, right? And not just uh, spitting uh, a bunch of shit, but really just telling your story and and, and uh, making visuals with, with your rhymes, you know? Hey, that, that's, that's real. So, hey, let me ask you this one question. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when was it, you know what I'm saying? You, you say you started off freestyling, but when was it that you actually knew that hey, this is what um, this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to be. Was there a specific moment in life and time that that set you down and let you know, hey, I'm RX. I'm a rapper. I ain't selling for nothing else. Actually, there was an exact moment, and that's funny you asked that because you know it's actually part of my message with music. Like music, when I say music, a lot of people will say music is life. Music can save my life. No, music literally saved my life. Right. So, I grew up in from 12 to 17 in, in lockdown programs and out of juvie. So, like, I had a mindset of, like, where I guess just, you know, being influenced by everyone else, we were not very, uh, what would be the word, frivy, or, 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 or we were not very, like, uh, empathetic towards people if they was, like, cutting themselves or suicidal and all fucked up. So I, I, I didn't understand this, this type of thinking And when I was 17. So I'd already been rapping for, you know, a few years at that point. But... I didn't, in my mind, think I was going to really be, you know, what the fuck it, it evolved to today. But, uh, yeah, it was an exact moment. So uh, my mom's had killed herself when I uh, committed suicide when I was 17, and it, it had me in a dark fucking spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was a real high energetic, like, always, like, kind of social butterfly, like, just, just moving and grooving. You know what I'm saying? It's just good energy. And, and this put me in a dark place. And it was about three months that I was in this place. And it got to one point... I felt suicidal because I was like, yo, you know, my, mo my, my mom left me, you know what I'm saying, on this earth. And I told her she did that because she had warned me she was going to do it, that I would do the same thing, right? So I, 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 I'm a young man. I'm, I'm going through all this shit. And I just happened to be listening to this one record by Tech 9 
Uh, it's called Leave Me Alone. And this has nothing to do with even the content matter of this record with what I was particularly going through. But it just, something about it just kind of like gave me like a spiritual awakening. And when I heard it, it just fucking instantly snapped me out of that thought process. And I was like, whoa, I got, I got crazy chills. Like, you know, if you ever had a spiritual experience, you'll get the chills. Like, I got the chills, like, to the point where I realized if I could do this for one person, I, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a young man at the time too, so I, I definitely want to get some money. At that point, I, I cared about being famous. Now I'm just, give, give me the bag, right? Uh, <laughs> period. But, uh, you know, that, that really, that moment w w was so real for me that it, it just snapped me out of the darkest place I was ever in in my life. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I've had other plenty of dark times, but it, this was some shit that really fucked me up. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and, and that song, yeah, that song, bro, dead ass, straight up, just like I was like, oh yeah, if I could do this for one person, that's my purpose on this earth. Hey, that's real talk, and I'm pretty sure, bro, from the things you've accomplished, bro, you've inspired and motivated a lot of people, including myself, bro. Because like you, like I, I said. You know what I'm saying? On some real shit. You know how most people be saying stuff just to be saying it just because, oh, it sound cool. Or, like, bro, like, on some real shit. Like, your, your accomplishments, bro. Like, hey, don't ever feel like you ain't never did enough, bro, because you definitely made your mark and shook up to some shit. You feel me? Because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you, 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 to me, I think you set the standards. You know what I'm saying? Man, man, gratitude, bro. I'm humbled. I appreciate that, man. For real. No, no problem. So, look, hey, we met. Like, I'll probably say, like, it was, like, 2014, you know what I'm saying? You you came into Chicago, you know what I'm saying? You We was with Rick, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the the real free Ray Ricky Ross, you feel me? The Don, the boss, man, you, the, you, the guy, the OG, the, the living legend, you know oh, what it on is? On me, on me, hey. And what was so crazy is that, like, just being around, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the movement at that time, everything was genuine. Not saying that, that it's not now. But like Rick, Rick, Rick is a dope dude. You know what I'm saying for those that's that's ever been, or you know what I'm saying that that know what I'm talking about. Like, you, you know what I'm saying. He humble. Like for someone that at that at that statue, you know what I'm saying. Like, and he's humble, humble. No, he wasn't walking around with no forty security guards or none of that. Like the the respect was crazy. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. I, Rick, for me, bro, it's like. Now I've met so many famous people that, it's, that I've realized whether someone got, you know, a $20 million net worth or they're this person or that person, we just really all the same. I, I don't ever put these people on a, a different pedestal, but, you know, interacting with Rick, I do a lot more listening than talking. And, I, you know, I, I just always recognize, hey, it's, it's a blessing to the notice, man, right? Because I think uh, I think Rick has been someone that's been depicted as like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, American gangster and this and and all oh, put cracking and 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 put crack in the hood and, and fucked off the hood with that. But in reality, this is a man that was going to, you know, Manchester Park in South Central and handing out ten thousand dollars to homeless people, and just a man that that was trying to make ends meet. Uh, that didn't have the, the system. That, that that the system failed him. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to be a tennis player. He didn't want to be a dope dealer. And he was such a good tennis player. He was about to get a scholarship, uh, but he couldn't read because. They just passed them through, right, in the system. So it's just like I, I think everyone needs to always, before looking at something, really look at it from from a bird eye view, right, and just understand. Like, like to me, Rick is a god, bro, and, and I, I don't mean this in like, like, yo, I pray to him, worship. I'm just saying, like, he's like, he's like, uh, how would I put it? Uh, like a spiritual prophet. 
right? It's like this dude's soul is old. Like he done, he done been here a few times. That, that, that's how I look at Rick. Because Rick just, he's just the most solid person I've ever met, honestly. Besides, you know, my manager and a few other people in the, in the world. You know what I'm saying? It, it, Rick definitely on, on that top list. <laughs> On, on me and it was like you, you know what I'm saying like like just being around that circle you know what I'm saying me personally like you know what I'm saying like hey when he speak everyone listen type thing and, and, and that vibe is rare cause you know what I'm saying like you got big homies nine days that's literally si sending people off crazy you know what I'm saying thinking it's cool to get locked up thinking it's cool to move packs or risk your freedom and like Rick definitely a solid dude for you know what I'm saying guiding and, and putting people in position the proper way yeah, man, no doubt. And, and again, Rick is someone like that. That really, for instance, to give you one example, like I, when I be smoke, I smoke a lot of cigarettes and blunts and just be drinking out of and doing all that extra shit. And you know, not that I, I still don't do that here and now. I, I try to do it less, right? But this was when I was a nineteen year old kid. Rick would be like, "Yo, stop smoking all them cigarettes." So I, first of all, I, ha I hate cigarettes, but them shits is gonna fuck your lungs up. You need to perform. Stop drinking. That shit ain't good for you, right? Like, like that. That shit gonna fuck off off your career. If you, like, he, he was always giving me good big homie advice. You know, like when I was a, a young kid, I'm not even gonna say big homies because they was only just maybe three, four years older than me. But you know, I was doing like cocaine at eleven with like the older homies and shit. I was like fifteen, sixteen, and that that's not what a big homie does. They, they don't they don't fucking do dope with the kids they don't get them involved in the politics or no bullshit they fucking show them the way and, and say hey this is how, how you win in life right so rick has always been uh that person that, that's been a role model not not just oh this is some huge drug lord no like rick is is just an all-around solid individual you know what i'm saying so hey, I, I, big, I, big, big, big ups to the dawn man i, I love you rick i love uh, you on me hey everyone was so crazy He's often imitated, but never duplicated. And that's a fact. That's and big you know what? facts. It, it, it's facts like Freeway. Big ups to Freeway. We love Freeway. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That he paid homage. And you know what? I ain't even going to go on and, and speak about the other people. So just period. People need to pay homage. And, and, and they don't. And You know? That's just, uh, it is what it is. Oh yeah, I'm I'm already knowing. I'm already knowing. So like, when was it? And like, how did you um come across um meeting Rick? Actually, through my homie uh, Bub Killer BK from uh, Hunters Point in San Francisco, I was doing a show, and uh, me and the homie Strick uh, that I was in a group with, um, we had uh, started linking with him, and he was managing us for a while. And then, you know, I think he was Rick's um, godson, or some somehow tied to Rick, right? To where he knew him well enough to bring me to Rick's mom's house, like right when Rick was fresh out. And, you know, Rick was hella humble, hella cool, like, gave us a listen, checked our music out. He was like, you know, it's dope, uh, but I think you guys need to keep doing a little more work. Um, so we did, you know, and we followed up, and then we wound up getting a little buzz and doing a video uh, that I mentioned earlier uh, in Miami. Uh, so that one uh, is kind of what kick-started the situation with Rick, and then we circled back with Rick and wound up signing with him uh, when I turned 19. So, yeah, it was about, you know, six months to a year, roughly, after I got down to, to Long Beach. But initially, yeah, shout out to the homie BK um, with his Latin. Uh, he uh, is the man who put me uh, in, in the room with the, the real Dawn. So, big up to the homie. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you got the music thing going on. You know what I'm saying? And because of Rick, 
you know what I'm saying? He, he released the, the film, right? That's Emmy nominated soundtrack that you on. Yeah. Yep, the, the, the cracking the system it was on Netflix, and then uh, I, I'm actually the second record on the soundtrack. If you go on iTunes, it's called Yeah, Cracking the System, and, and it's a real old record at this point. I, I love the chorus. You know, I'm my, my own worst critic. So, y'all, when you when you go peep that record, keep in mind I'm about 19, 20 years old rapping on that verse. So don't, don't give me a tough time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, man, it's a it was an honor and a privilege. I, I made the second second uh song on that uh, track list and then we had Recognized from Strange Music uh, shout out to the homie DJ EFN he actually plugged me up uh, with Rec so we had that little plug there and then uh, yeah we just put that to fruition made it happen so that's dope and, you know, that, that, that stamped me in the game like with that so early that it kind of got me complacent and, and it got me feeling like oh you know I'm, I'm 19 I'm a young kid it's, it's, I, there's no fucking way that, that this shit ain't gonna happen for me right so it acts actually in, in in a way for a little while because I had an ego and I think the older I get and the more I evolve I realize how important it is to not have pride in, in a way right and, and, and just be a humble person period because I, I started thinking oh I, I don't gotta do this and that and it's, it should be a label doing this or, or these people doing that and, and it really you know in this day and age as an independent artist you gotta wear eight hats you gotta fucking do it all you gotta find your own beats you know what I'm saying no, no one's getting handouts. Okay? Yeah, that, and, and, and that's real. You know what I'm saying? It's good that you learned that at such an early age because there's people twice your age that still think that same way that is that is supposed to be a handout, that somebody's supposed to be holding their hand. And, you know what I'm saying? That's why hey, I, I, I salute yeah. you, bro. For real, yeah, for real. Yeah, for me, like, for me, like, it's like, I used to look at it like, all right, it's all about rap, and I'm... I'm thinking this in my head still the 90s, right? Like in, in dreamland, like it's still A&R. And, and again, you have rare situations still. So if you're an artist listening, uh, don't get me, don't get confused. Things can still happen. You could be a big Sean that meets Kanye or, or have a situation like that. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's very unlikely, right? Back then, you, you, Cass was really getting signed off just spitting, Right, and and they had artist development and artist handlers and just just whole, whole teams of people to support this artist to develop this artist. And now you know everyone has to go out and it's like a give and a curse, right? Because it's a lot more work, but you you control your own destiny, right? So you really have no one in this day and age if you're not being successful to blame other than yourself. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely facts. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, sp like fast forward everything to 2021. Where is RX now? Where, what are you working on? Album, single, mixtape, EP? What, what's going on right now? Let us know. Man, I, it's, it's a lot of shit going on. Let me, let me start with a, a huge, huge big up to my homies. I mean, not, not even my homies, my brothers from Canada. Uh, AD Empire, man. Uh, these fellas are incredible. Uh, they actually did the World Cup anthem for 2010 uh, for the soccer. Uh, they did that anthem there. It's called For the Love of the Game. Um, and then, you know, at that point, they were going by the Reza Brothers, and they formed a label. It's called AD Empire. So we kind of joined forces last year. Uh, and that's where I started off, you know, kind of really getting getting my feet wet again. Uh, this was after I had done my, my World Star debut uh, with my I Know video. And this was, uh, you know, we took we had the clip from where I got shouted out on Revo TV on Drink Champs. So 
you know, there's already some things going on, but, but these fellas, you know, they, they kind of found me and I was in a, a kind of a dark place. I was still trying to get back up and, you know, I've always had support from my brothers would be okay and we, we, we've done our shit, but it's hard. It's a tough industry. It's, it's, it's any, any support and anyone that's, that's really genuinely willing to extend themselves and, and, and look out, right? And, and, and not be trying to ask you for this and that and just, just on some like straight, like, artist to artist respecting each other's craft because I, I tell these guys all the time I am fucking humbled so humbled to, to be working with y'all and they say RX we're humbled too and I'm like no, you know you guys don't need to say that you, you guys have the platinum plaques <laughs> uh, I'm on my way to doing that I, so I, I, the honor is going to stay mine for now so shout out to my boys at Empire man I, I love y'all man uh, so we got that that record uh, Take It Back uh, that we did with Crooked Eye that was listed on uh, Crooked Eye Spotify I think they're for the better part of the last uh, three or four months of 2020 uh, that record is now close to uh, 923 or 924,000 streams um, we got Life After Life album I cannot announce the date uh, just yet on that actually I'm going to give this to you exclusively and this is Uno that we got with the mayor of the city uh, from Fillmore. Uh, Dan Quinn, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that record is coming April 1st. And then following that, the next month, we got another huge feature, but I can't give that out just yet. So we got some some real dope features on there. And then we also got DJ uh, EFN with a couple drops on, on the tape. So a big shout-out to EFN. Uh, shout-out to, you know what I'm saying, BOK, uh, Glaze Conway, White Boy James, Boogie Billions, uh, my little bro Trey Stacks, my little bro. Um, let me not forget nobody. You see, who else we got? Oh, yeah, that's who we got for now. So, and then, yeah, you know, uh, so we got that record, and we had also put out after this Take It Back record, which is the one that did the 923,000 streams. Uh, we did On Top, which was kind of the introductory record uh, for this, this album that we're doing, which is called Life After Life. And, uh, yeah, so basically, that was, you know, hey, we're here. You know what I'm saying? We, we did the single on the album that, it was a blessing. They put me on the album. Again, Jada Kiss on there, Static Select, BG Knockout. I mean, you go on it. It's a phenomenal album. It's called Legacy. Uh, y'all make sure you go check that out. 80 Empire Legacy. Um, so I'm on that joint, uh, on that album, uh, joint number five. And then, uh, yeah, we got the On Top record. So that, that one's out. And then we start the official uh, single uh, debut release for the album April 1st for the uh, record Uno. That's dope. You're definitely working. You know what I'm saying? I can see now. You know what I'm saying? 2020 was a crazy year for everybody, but you know what I'm saying? I, I see you up and running. You ain't let nothing slow you down. You COVID what? You feel me? RX on, on this back, shit. Back. You feel me? That's what's up, bro. Hey, I, like I said a million and one times, bro, I'm definitely proud of you, bro, on some real shit. Yeah, gr gratitude, bro. And, and before I forget, matter of fact, you know what? Also... Shout out to Chrissy Bonilla. She real dope, man. This, this this girl is a phenomenal singer. We teaming up for a little EP, too, at the end of the year. I'm going to be dropping. And uh, she actually is on the, the Elixir album that I've done. It's a uh, joint called Run Around, so y'all can check her out on there. This, this girl is phenomenal. Uh, I'm really humbled uh, to be working with her, too, on this project. She also is an actress, so she's been in uh, Legion for a couple seasons and, you know, done a lot of stuff in acting, but... She's recently getting back into some music too, so I want to give her uh, definitely a shout out there. Um, so yeah, man. So it's, it's a lot of shit coming out this year. It's like I almost kind of 
just put everything in a vault <laughs> over the past two years, and, and, and now it's all just, I, I mean, I got a thousand records that I just haven't released, because I don't release, release records unless there's a point or a purpose, right? You know, before I do little promos here and there for something, I think that's not really uh, historical, right? Or something that's gonna be classic, and I'll, I'll fuck around and put it out if we got some bars, but when it comes to making real records, I like them to be calculated and and have a, a an efficient process, right? Because we're going against, I, I'm going against the grain with the industry because my message for these youngins is, yo, don't be on dope, don't be on Zans. And if you want to hear about Zans and all that shit, I'll tell you my story on all the shit. And I'll tell you how it fucked up family members and, and fucked up shit for me in, in the past, right? Like, like fucking with Zans and, and, I seen homies do some crazy shit. I seen, I ain't gonna say his name on the shit, but my, me and my homie, you know what I'm saying, we got jumped at his crib when I was 18, and these cats ran up, you know what I'm saying, with, uh, tore deep, and my homie wound up, he's it's a nice dude, he ain't even like, on that on that note, right? He put an ax in, in one of these dudes' necks. You know, I just hit a couple of them in the golf club because they was trying to uh, jump us. You know, and it's all love, it ain't no beef there no more. But that's the type of shit you would do on Xanax, is, is, is be outside yourself, right? So I think it, it's like, uh, it's a lot of these, these, these cats that are just pushing this drug rap initiative and, and I don't really respect it. I, I don't think it's cool at all. Like, I'll do some records, like Upbeat, where I'm talking about, even on his record that, that's coming up. Y'all hear a, a different side of RX. It's Upbeat, it's kind of hypey a little bit. Not, not even hypey, but, you know, just this just, just Upbeat kind of clubbish vibe. But I'm also still paint, paint the picture and again, y'all will hear it in the verse, but I'm not glorifying this shit. I don't make this shit look cool. I, like it's something that has impeded on uh, my success in, in my personal life, personally, outside of my career, right? And impacted my health. You know what I'm saying? I, I started smoking it at 10 years old. I got asthma. You know, I'm 28 now, so it's like it's a lot of cats that were 21 that didn't make it past 21, or even earlier than that. You know, Juice World, for an example, the other dude, uh, uh, Lil Peep, right? That's a lot of young cats that don't, they don't even know where they're getting the, this medication from. So uh, I'm I'm super pro, like, yo, I'm going to tell the youth the right shit because that's what the big homies are supposed to do. That's big facts. That's big facts. No big homie should have their little homies clucked out doing crazy shit. And look, I, I'm, I'm going to give you two bars because I said the shit that I've been through with it had you scarred and all you mumble zanny rappers, I kill them with a few bars. Okay. <laughs> all right, talk your that's shit. And, and that's how I feel, man. It's like, look, if you, if I get it. If you get in the check, it's all good. But, like, at least have some some records to, to, to balance it out. And, and if you got a, a voice of influence, use it to some good, right? Try to make some influence because... I was very heavily influenced by hip-hop music. And, you know, I, I came from the middle class initially, started off in, in, in not a bad area at all. By the time I'm 12, I'm... I'm I, first of all, by the time I'm six, seven years old, I'm listening to Brother Lin Chung and Andre Nicotina and Coop Nut and just a bunch of gangsta-ass rap that was very influential to me. So by the time I'm 10, 11, I, I want to be a gangster, you know what I'm saying? Because everything I'm listening to and I'm, and I'm perceiving to be cool is, is this music I'm hearing, right? So I go do a bunch of dumb shit, and that shit cost me a lot of years of, of matter of fact, almost 80% of my teen years to be locked away or on probation or in on a violation, just like just different shit, because I, I, I'm i out here doing shit that, that I thought was subconsciously dope. It ain't dope. If, if you want to rap, you want to be a rapper, 
you're not gonna make it selling dope and doing gangster shit. If you wanna go do some gangster shit, go do that. But, but doing both, if it does work out, it ain't gonna last long. And that's that's just my opinion because having those things separated is very important. You wanna have a good career? Don't politic and and, and just don't have no enemies and mind your business and you know what I'm saying. Have good energy. That's facts. I definitely agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. For real, for real. Hey, and I salute you, you know what I'm saying, even wanting to put game out there for the young ones to, you know what I'm saying, to learn from. Because, like, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people just care for themselves, bro. You know what I'm saying? And and it's dope that you out there trying to make a difference and a change. Yeah, man. You know, I, I've again, I've seen, like, both, every spectrum of, 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 the, of the, the scope, right? Being incarcerated, institutionalized, being in a middle-class area, to living in, in north side Long Beach and east side Long Beach where it's nothing but Crips and, and well, ain't no bloods out there, but just, you know, different sets of Crips. You know what I'm saying? I'm out living in south side Chicago, Atlanta. I've been all these places, and I know how to move. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why everyone give me my respect because I show respect everywhere I go. But I, I realized that as the older I got, because, you know, at first when I was younger, 18, 19, I wanted to be hard and I felt like I always had to prove myself right and, and I, that is not what it is and I'll give you a good example it's like one time I was with Rick and I never seen no one say nothing to Rick in any regard other than like oh freeway Rick all hyped up to meet him right so he was in a whip and I just seen the homie like did not I didn't like the looks of the facial expression he was giving Rick so I didn't even know what was going on I just hopped out the car like hey what's up homie you got, a, you got an issue with my uncle woo woo and Rick just fucking looks back at me like, he didn't even say no words, just looking at me like, man, get your little ass back in the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you don't got to be hard in hip-hop. It's, it's hip-hop. It's, it's, it's too much negative energy. It's too much uh, violence going on. It's like, in the Bay Area, it was all love. And it was a huge platform. Now, now hip-hop started in New York. But, you know, anyone can try to correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe I'm just speaking facts. Is that independent grind out the trunk? You know, you had the loonies, you had these guys doing platinum records like out out the fucking trunk, right? And it was the unity. It was everyone collaborated, everyone rocked with each other. I just I, I don't see as much of that, uh, you know, in my opinion these days. And, and I wish that would come back, you know. Oh yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? Salute to the whole California West Coast. If if New York if the is the birthplace, West Coast definitely raised and nurtured gangster hip hop rap. You know what yeah, I'm saying? and it's like it's like uh, we kind of all have our our own flavors in, in, in every different city, right? But every, everyone got got their their contribution. Yeah, you know, I, I think if anyone's the the closest to like Oakland in particular is Chicago. <laughs> you know, on, on that max shit. That motherfucker is, is smooth as hell out there, boy. <laughs> hey, on 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 on, on me, hey, shout out to the Bay Area, shout out to Chicago, you feel me? They, they, they both, like, like, iconic places to grow up to even, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 and especially in those times, you know what I'm saying, to grow up in those times where it was important, you know what I'm saying, you was taught things in the streets, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it definitely was an honor, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm no already doubt. doing so, like, you know what I'm saying? Look, let me ask you this question, though, also. 
So, you know what I'm saying? You done collaborated with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, both iconic, up and coming, you know what I'm saying? Just not getting their feet wet. Is there any dream collaborations you have that you'd like to see come true? You know, I, it's a gang of them. You, you want me to give you top five, top three? One of them I, I'm not even going to include on the list. It would be number one, but I already did it. Like, you know, I already worked with, with Crooked Eye. King Crooked uh, is, is his new uh, moniker. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I've done multiple records with him. He's on the on the song on an Emmy nominated documentary. Um, you know, yeah, I think we did a total of three records. Uh, he's on the album. He hosted my my album. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bless me on that. I mean, yeah, Crook Crook is like the realest dude to me in, in the whole hip hop game. And again, it's a cat that I was already my favorite rapper before I got the opportunity to work with him. And Rick had brought me down there and said, yo, this is my artist. You know, we, we want to do this cut. So we, we wound up going down to their studio, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, in the little L.A., Glendale area. And, uh, yeah, man, it's like, but that one's already off the list. So if you got a top five, uh, you let me know. I'll shoot them out right now. All right, bet. Well, what, what, what's your top five? All right, top five, Cool D-Rap, definitely. Uh, and then let me not just spit some names out, because, you know, it's really 10, 20. That's probably all in the same space. But um, I say, yeah, Cool G-Rap, Rakim, definitely. And I actually had the privilege of speaking with Rakim. I put Rakim and, uh, and Rick on the phone one time. That was a super dope experience. So shout out to, to the guy, the guy that I hope that collaboration can happen at some point. Um, number three spot, you know, I really like this cat, Joyner Lucas, man. I liked it. Oh, Joyner's dope. Joyner's dope. Yeah, I, I swear I'm a, later on in my career, I'm going to be doing a and ring and, and hopefully running my own label. And, uh, you know, I got an ear for talent. It's like I, I was hearing this, this cat, like, at 50,000 views, 100,000 views. And I was like, oh, no, this dude is going to be big, bro. Or he's just going to get slept on it and, and not get the... The, love, the proper love being an MC, but you know, Joiner, it's crazy just how he's able to do like the, the videos and, and depict. Uh, it, I don't know if you've seen any of his records or, or seen any of his early on stuff, but he, uh, what made me a fan of Joiner, uh, and I've wanted to collaborate with him ever since, was this record called Long Way, but then also this record called Ro uh, Ross Capitoni. It's about this kid from uh, from Detroit uh, that got shot and uh, his. His uh, car stolen. He got shot a couple times with a shotgun, like, like from like close as hell. I think it was like three, four feet away. And he, Joyner depicts this whole thing in like eight minutes, from his point of view, the the, the dude Ross Capitoni, and then also his friend that turned on him, that, that acted like he was his friend and had his back, right? Because he had just moved to that. Uh, I think it was like the east side of Detroit. Don't quote me, but somewhere in Detroit. And, uh, yeah, the dude that befriended him, you know what I'm saying, wound up being a dude that still hit a lick for a gang initiation. And, and Joyner put broad light to that. So I, I think it's MCs that have the ability to, like, really paint a picture like that, that's just incredible to me. So Joyner definitely on that number three. Um, not to be cliche, but definitely Eminem. You know what I mean? I, I'm a huge, huge Eminem fan. Uh, I don't necessarily I'm not gonna say uh his whole catalog I'm a fan of but I have he's definitely in my top five top three because of cadence lyrical ability there's certain stuff that just I don't relate to personally with like the mom stuff right because I 
I, I miss my mom's. I ain't going to say this about my mom's, but you know that that was his experience, and we all have our own experiences. So, And I think that's why you can't really specify. I hate that top five question. There ain't no top five MCs. You got cats like Jay to Kiss, uh, you know what I'm saying? Out the Bay Area, you, you got the San Quins, the Mac Dre's, uh, you know, in L.A., you got the Crooked Eyes, the Snoops. I mean, you really can't, out of so many diverse amounts of talent, categorize five dudes. I'm okay with a hundred lists, right? I'll, I'll write you up a hundred lists if you need that. But, um, yeah, so definitely, uh, let's see, number, what we on, number four? Um, let's see who I want to do a record. Oh, no, no, that was four with M. Yeah, so M, again, big shout-out to M. Like, that, that dude is definitely top five. It's a lot of cats hating on him, and I know Gen, Gen Z trying to cancel him. I, I don't know what's wrong with these people, but just just let these people live, right? Let them make their music. Uh, number five spot, I say Jada, for sure. Definitely Jada Kiss. Hey, that's what's up. Shout-out to Jada Kiss, man. Dope dude, man. Man, Kiss to Death, is uh, that's probably my, one of my favorite albums ever. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what? I, I remember first my first time really... Because, you know what I'm saying? I've been hearing Kiss, but I never really paid attention to Kiss. I didn't really pay attention to Kiss to, like, 01, that Kiss of Death. Well, that first album he put out. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Kiss of mm-hmm. Death. Yeah, what you said. No, so no, 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 no. It's Kiss the Game Goodbye. It, the, the aired out joint by my side, feel me, you know, all those records. Yeah, no, that, no. so before I had even, like heard that shit because in the bay i feel like we kept it really in-house but there was like a, a select you know and at this time period where i was a youngin so i'm talking about like 05 04 like there was just this like unity streak and i'm not just talking about the hyphy movement i'm saying like even before that and because there was a lot of different flavor and it was people that participated in the hyphy movement but um you know them cats were just coming together and making amazing records but again, they really wasn't doing a lot of records uh, with with even L.A. that much to my knowledge. I mean, I remember like the J.T. Bigger Figure and uh, and Daz. You know, we 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 were hearing Daz. Um, we were hearing like Rich the Factor from like Kansas. I think he's from Kansas City. You know, Tech Nine. We knew we knew a Tech because he was out there doing the shit with the Raging Mobsters. But it, yeah, it really wasn't a lot of like. I, the Bay was like kind of, I feel like at that point, like more of a bubble, right? And uh, yeah, I heard this one record. It, it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a uh, record was that. It's called Block for Life. Uh, Clyde Carson. I think, I think it was Clyde Carson from the team. But it was him and Styles P. I heard Styles P and Jada for the first time on that record. And I was like, yo, man, what the fuck are these dudes? Cause they, and they just sounded different. They had a whole different swag. And at this time... Like, I, I didn't get into the Cool G raps or... Oh, and you know what? I got to include... Let me just circle back real quick. Quality got to be on, the, on on that top five list. So we just going to call it top six. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I didn't even really get in tune with that type of lyrical rap. You know what I'm saying? The Cool G raps, the uh, Big L's, all that. So I was about 18, 19. Uh, you know, before that, we, we, all we listened to was you know, Mac Dre or what I would listen to, Mac Dre... You know, three times crazy, you know, Selsky, San Quinn, Messi Marv. Like, it was just, like, again, very in-house. But, yeah, there, there, there were always them, them select cats, like Lil Flip, too. You know, I had heard Lil Flip for the first time on a Messi Marv record. Wow. Hey, that's crazy. Hey, the Kiss, my first time Kiss album, his first album was Kiss the Game Goodbye. 
You know, I don't even know if I heard that. How that joint that, that's, um, that, that's what that's, What album is that off? Put your hands up. That's the very first album he put out. It came out in old one. That's that. Um, we gonna make it. Oh, we gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's T, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we gonna make yeah, it. I, I actually, I, I got that on a, on a, on my my Spotify playlist. That, that's one of the we gonna make it. Only MCs. Y'all, y'all can go check out my, my per. If you want to know what Ray Solman listened to on his personal time, go type in Only MCs on Spotify. Uh, definitely, bro. But 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 that was my first time really paying attention to Jadakiss. You know what I'm saying? And it was like at that time, that was like the fresh start of people starting to do the punchlines and metaphors from you know what I'm saying that I could remember. And it was like it from then it was just took off. Then you know what I'm saying, Fabulous Cassidy, the whole line came right after that. Oh yeah, no doubt. And and them dudes is for show spitters. But yeah, I I think when it comes to that. Like little slow flow, kind of just just that that cadence, and I I don't want to even compare them like this, but just these are the two people that stick out to me the most. It's another one that that I probably would have put in the top five if I had thought of it at the time. But Method Man, right? Method Man and Jada, they they, they never really like. Cause I I really appreciate and understand how fucking difficult it is to to go on and do the, the double time and triple time and if you can do quadruple time and have different melodies and cadences but really when you that nice you don't gotta do all the extra shit right so I feel like when, when I was younger and still evolving as an MC because and again as an MC I'm always still evolving I'm still reinventing and like I, I didn't even start doing melody records till a couple years ago so you know you know, I've, I've evolved a lot since then but um, yeah man it's just it's a trip. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, I'm already knowing, bro. Hey, man, hey, and what's that crazy? Here. What's that? Oh, no, yeah, it's cause they, the, them dudes is just like, they, they ain't got to do no extra shit. It's just like they they that nice that they, <laughs> you don't got to switch. No, it's like the two short uh, formula, right? Two short rap the same way and it's still going to be dope. You still going to oh, buy yeah. it. Hey, look, let me ask you this. You, um, you grew up and you was coming up around that hyphy movement. How was that? Um, How was that? At that time in L.A., I know it was crazy, right? Oh, in the Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was, and I think, like, I don't know if they was really fucking with the hyphy movement too much. Again, I I was just, at this time in 05, like, at the peak of of all of it, I was, like, 10 to 12 years old. Like, so, I started, like, going to parties and smoking bud and all that at 10, and that's when I was really, you know, getting more privy to to hip-hop and hearing new shit, and it was like... It was so much different then because, you know, now you just click on a phone and go to YouTube, but, like, cats really had CDs and, like, the blank discs, and we would burn up mixes and swap mixes. I said, let me get that CD for this one, and we'll switch this out, and you just hear new shit. Like, and that's how I came across a lot of artists was just hearing them burned off either my brother's LimeWire or, like, you know, someone's, I guess, uh, old-school curated a uh, uh, disc. That's what you would call it. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy, man. Like, real quick, real quick. Bro, I was talking to my homegirl and her little nephew, uh, like 10 years old, and didn't know what a CD is. Wow. Hey, it, you know what, bro? Hey, you, you know what I'm saying? What's crazy? That we didn't know, homie. <laughs> hey, hey, you know for real. Hey, no, you, you, you want to know what's crazy? Um, With someone that age, ask them what a payphone is. Oh yeah, they they wouldn't even know that exactly. I mean, yeah, 
it's 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 just a it's 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 flying by quick, bro. So I try to stay in the moment and be present as much as possible. Cause you know I'm 28 now, and goddamn did that 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 ten go quick. Man, I'm already knowing. Cause like, bro, like don't nobody know what. Remember, you had to make a collect call, one eight hundred collect, any of that. Like a lot of these millennials don't even know what what a beeper or you know what I'm saying. No first cell phones. You know what I'm saying? The two ways, the razor cell phone. You know? For sure. So, so yeah, and, I, and I, I'm 92, so like I, I'd seen a, a very early on some of the beepers. I was more like growing up, like uh, the snake. Like I think the, the snake came around the, the Nokia when I was like 10, I think, around that age. Cause I, I started seeing that, but I just really have noticed like through this past 10 years that you know, it's like people are way more antisocial. Like they're they don't got the same like social cues. Like having a conversation with someone that they got to look at their phone three times. Like like if you, if you go on a, a date with a chick, one of y'all gonna check your phone, or if you go out with, with the homies, it's it's gonna be someone that that's on their phone. And some people just really not as present because of the technology, in my opinion. So it's great. It's, it's a lot of great things that come with it. But I think we've also sacrificed a lot of things. Uh, to the technology, right? Because it's almost like it's like a third arm uh, to you, right? You you lose your phone, you wake up in the morning, and you tripping, right? Oh, like Francis, I, I I done met a chick off Tinder, and I was in Playa del Carmen, and I ain't got no lady right now, so I can say this without getting in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, bro, I met her off Tinder, man, and. I woke up, passed passed out. You know, normally I wouldn't have someone that I just met. You know, recently to stay the night, but I believe I only had about two, three shots. All girl put some in my drink, and you know, she's super bad, so I was distracted by that. Uh, next thing I know, I'll wake up the next day, bro, my fucking shit, my shit gone. <laughs> my, my money out my wallet, bro, my fucking, uh, my phone gone. So I had to end my trip early, uh, and this was just about a week, yeah, a week and a half ago, something like that. Because yeah, I've been going to Mexico at least about once every other month since uh, the past five months because of coronavirus. Because L.A. is just weak as fuck. It's all shut down. And, again, I'm someone that does not take coronavirus lightly. My my partner, rest in peace, and label mate, uh, you know, Damian Gates, passed away. He did have health issues, but still, at the same time, this man was 38, right? So for that to happen, and I talked to him the night before, and he said he was good, and he goes back into the hospital the next day, and he's gone. So I, I definitely do not take the shit lightly. But you can still travel. You can still do things. You know, I do the hand sanitizer. I do the, you could even double mask up if you, if you need to. You know, and it's a lot of people complain about it, but you know what? If that's it going, going, first of all, it's not about you, in my opinion. And I, I don't even want to get into no political shit, but, you know, just do your part, man, so we can get all get through this shit and, and get back to normal living, right? Oh, uh, yeah, man. And, and, and it's crazy of, you know what I'm saying, what the new normal is. You know what I'm saying? I never thought in a million years we'd be where we are today. It's, it's, it's far out there, bro. And for me, it's like, it's really interesting because I, I got a lot of, like, and it's the last thing I'm going to say about politics because I really don't want to have this conversation, but I feel the need to speak to it because uh, this record on top, which was the, the first introductory record where I, I collaborated up with AD Empire, right? On this record, I say, so I, I, I'm, I'm talking about some, some presidential OG weed 
And that's this is where the bar started, but then it kind of ended off here because I'm it's metaphors and presidents and it all goes together. So I said, I said I'm still smoking, smoking kill. That's president. Uh, what I say? I said smoking presidential OG. That's assassination. Still, still scream. Oh no, no. I, I said I'm smoking kill and it's presidential. That's assassination. Still screaming fuck Trump. That's half the nation, right? Now when I said that, and I and I still stand by that because I don't like the motherfucker. It just who he is in general. But I also do not stand with none of these motherfuckers. Like, I think that, that our country has been so divided and it's really just really shown, you know what I'm saying, over this. Like, it's really, it's, this man done, done, done created a, a real divide. And the other side, you know what I'm saying, again, I ain't Biden while they trying to trump us to the floor, you know what I'm saying, because the gov- government corrupt as shit. And these are facts. So it's two, two as my buddy uh, likes to say, it's two uh, wings of the same bird, right? So these people all sitting behind closed doors probably laughing at us while we out here fighting and, and, and fucking shit up. You know what I'm saying? So I, in my mind, I want everybody to, to come together. So I, I know I'm going to get a bunch, bunch of shame for that motherfucking Trump line. Fuck Trump. And that's out the nation. But you know what? I, that's just him as a person, I, and, and it's hip hop. People not need to not take uh, bars so seriously, right? Oh uh, yeah, because uh, man, I remember back in the day where you could literally say whatever it is you want. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you want, however you want, freedom of speech. And it's like now. It's, oh it's, no 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 no! There is no such thing, brother. Brother, I literally uh, and. Hopefully we don't have to cut this part out of the interview, but I want to speak to it because it's real shit. You're talking about freedom of speech. I literally, I got no problem. I don't give a fuck if you're gay, fucking transgender, black, purple, white, fucking Chinese, or anything. It does not fucking matter. There's bitch-ass people in, in, in every background. It's cool-ass folks in every background. So live your life. I think people take, for instance, like they're trying to cancel Eminem, right? Because a lot of this shit they said in the past. I, my Instagram was almost fucking deleted, and I got a warning because I, I said these bars. Now, when I said these bars, I woke up with the next day with a bunch of hate mail. And keep in mind, I got nothing against nobody. I, I don't got no problem with no fucking transgender people. That that's it's not for me. But live your motherfucking life. I, I'm not mad at nobody. You know what I'm saying? It, it, do whatever you do. It's 2021. It's all love. It's all respect. But I said. I said, um, something about, I pulled up in a McLaren. I said, and you a bitch, I can see through you. You transparent. You fucking, I said, you fucking faggot rappers probably got transparents. I said, I'm sending you rappers that's sending these rappers. I'm a grandparent. And my shit almost got canceled over those two bars, bro. Deadass. I had like 50 hate mail. Oh, you, you are such a disgusting person and this and that. And I'm like, yo, I got love for everybody. I'm a hella humble, respectful person. I don't know why the fuck y'all taking this shit so serious. It's hip hop. It was just a good bar that played off, off a word. Cause the word is transparent. I said, you a bitch. I could see through you. You transparent. And then I, I'm not targeting at these, these people. I'm just saying, you fucking rappers, like, like you, you fucking homo rappers with your tight jeans, probably got transparent, and it's, it's like joking, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you can't even joke, like, so for a comedian, where do they stop at now? Where, 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 where does it like come to the point where like you can't say nothing without cancel culture, right? I mean, it's crazy. Oh uh, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, people definitely more sensitive now than ever, so it's like we definitely got to care because. <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? Definitely got to watch out what, what we say because you never know. We could be the next canceled victims. Well, they, they're going to try to cancel me. Look, I'm just getting my flowers. They're going to they gonna cancel me for that right there. <laughs> <laughs> man, that, that... Uh, it's crazy, though, man. It's just like, you're right, bro. Freedom of speech. And I just think, you know, hip-hop is, is, or rap in particular, rhythm and poetry. That is the acronym. A lot of people don't know that. Um, if you're a hip-hop historian, you know that. And rap historian, you know that. But it's fucking poetry, bro. So, like, however, if you can't express yourself, what, what can you do? True, true, true. You know what I mean? So, so hey, man, hey, I just want to let you know, bro, it's definitely an honor to have you on my show, bro. For real, for real. No doubt, brother. No hey, doubt. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, look, hey, 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 cause we, we go way back, bro. I usually don't like doing these podcasts and all this shit. I, I just realized we was on the phone for an hour and a half, or an hour and, and, and ten minutes here. And it's love. Like I said, bro, like I said, that's why I call you cousin, bro. Even though we don't know each other super well, you, you my, my, Brothers, direct cousins, so that's love, bro. You know what I'm saying? On me already. Big shout out, big shout out to Glaze Conway. Big shout out to Glaze Conway, man. For real, for real. White boy James, be okay. You know what it is. Oh yeah, already. Already, boss. So look, let me ask you this: for those that's tuning in, you know what I'm saying? That's listening, that's trying to get in the game. You got any encouraging words for them? Yeah, man. Fuck it. Look, it's a lot of cats. And I ain't going to give out too much pre-game because I'm, I'm about to get into this consultant stuff more where, you know, I'm actually be giving game for a certain price and not not uh, not trying to tax people, right? Because I'm someone that, that wants to give my experiences and, and apply them to, to up-and-coming artists so they don't have to get screwed over or go through this, this, this bullshit in the industry, right? I say that the most important thing, if you're an up-and-coming artist and you believe you are dope, Put your money right now into marketing solely. Build your brand up. Then go get a feature. Or if you get a feature, make sure you get paperwork behind it. Make sure this person is going to push this record X amount of times. Make sure you got everything documented. And, and, and make sure that this person wants to champion the record uh, and be involved with it. Because if not, you're just getting a, a person on your record, you know what I'm saying, for what? As a fan, also fan type shit. So if you if you're a dope MC, it's a lot of cats that have this misconception because they hear a lot of the 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 stuff that's being forced on people. Like I said, it's a million dope MCs out here, but it's a lot of cats that that, in my opinion, are are predominant, right? That at levels that they shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, that's just my opinion. Freedom of speech. Um, you know what I mean? But but you got to make your own brand. You got to create your own shit. I think when I was a, a younger kid, when I was 19, 20, I, I was always, oh, I'm, I'm Rick Ross, little homie, and I was trying to bubble off that. But I didn't understand. I, who is RX? How, how, how do I portray that? Don't nobody care about the, the, what the next man doing with the next person. They care about what you're doing. So if you're an artist out here, you really believe that you could do it, rock with it, just know it's going to be a it's going to be a tough ride, and it, anything can happen. You, you you work hard enough, you'll you'll make it. That's facts. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Sorry though. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I hate that we gotta. You know what I'm saying? End it. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it's definitely an honor hey, to have you, bro. We, we, hey, again, bro. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you need me, bro. Uh, like I said, it's love, bro. It's all love. So just tap in, man. We we, we can do this whenever again. It ain't nothing. All right, bet it up, boss. Hey, I appreciate you, big bro. No doubt. Hey, no problem, y'all. Already. All right. 
Yo, there you have it. Dope interview. You know what I'm saying? With the big homie RX. You know what I'm saying? From the Bay Area. Definitely came through. Killed it. Let us know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Hey, definitely look into him. Chat it up with him. You know what I'm saying? Holler at him on, on, on his Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Def, dude definitely talks back. You know what I'm saying? Real dude, man. Shout out to everybody that's been tuning in. Shout out to Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts. You already know what it is. Hey, just wrapped up another super dope interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Smith, Smith Express Show. Let's get it. Yeah. World premiere. Said I'm out in the Pacific. All these pretty girls surround me and that I'm on T.O.P., that's me on top And the rest of brothers on G.O.D., we won't stop My coupe like a dude that's bad with women, I don't see no top The world spin on my time like I got Neo Watch, son I got them Ricky Ross aspirations Smoke and kill, and it's presidential, that's assassination Still screaming, fuck Trump, that's half the nation I'm dope as the doc script, but I don't have the patience And this cut deep like lacerations I'm on top like trichomes on trees I'm probably my life right on the beat, you know Right, right, right where I wanna be. Wanna be. I fight like Muhammad Ali. I'm most deaf the present-day white version of Talib Kweli. A G rap. I know that they need that. Give a fuck about your feedback. Believe me, they see that that we on top. Said I'm out to the Pacific. All these pretty girls around me and that hot. Tell me not worry about no competition. Now we on. A line of mine and AI, that's that Canada and CA vibe. They gon' bump this from Paraguay to Shanghai. Got a insane mind since age nine. And y'all can't fuck with a kid like Chris Hansen on Dayline. Yo, if it matters, I'll make time. And if it don't, then I don't pay it no mind. I'm just a fly motherfucker, been having paper. Just saw Rex killing a record with the gladiators. I told my chick, give me brains now, you could be mad at me later. Me need top, and they ain't really hard to get it from these easy dots. And in time, they gon' see me on the TV watch. I found a strength to carry on, my haters wanna see me lost. I got a sick mind, I wish I could delete these thoughts. And sometimes, in order to win, homie, we need loss. I'm saying, yeah. Said I'm out to the Pacific. All these pretty girls around me, and I'm hot. We on top, we on top. Tell me not worry about no competition. Now we own the buildings, we used to work and we on top We on top To no normal life, to no normal life, to no normal life See I'm not going back to no average life, to no average life, to no average life I ain't going back to no normal life, to no normal life, to no normal life See I'm not going back to no average life, to no average life, to no average life No, no, no Said I'm out in the Pacific All these pretty girls around me and I hot Yes, they hot Send me not worry about no competition Send me not worry Now we own